Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Today, we are on episode 11. We are on our second last study for this Faith of Dos series. Man, James, it has been an absolute cracker of the last 10 weeks, haven't we? We have learnt so many Bible truths over the last few weeks, haven't we? It has gone so quickly. We've learned so much, and hopefully the people that are listening right now, hopefully you've learned so much with us as well. And it's I'm just not- been really good to have new people in the studio every week, new topics every week, and I'm really going to be sad when we finish. Well, you know what? We are going to continue after this series. We have another series that we're going to start, but unfortunately, you're not going to be here with us then, are you, James? I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah probably you're not. bailing because hey. you're, you know, you're moving on. That's okay. Things happen and that's life of ministry, isn't it? We're yeah. moving on and doing ministry somewhere else and we wish you all the luck. Thank you very much. And it's been, it's just been a ball to be here. Um, so it has. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on this journey, Luke. It's been great. You're welcome. I've really enjoyed having you here and, you know, as, as you said, we've had new teens from the churches that we minister at and surrounding areas that have come to join us to, they can join in with the experience. Mm. And we actually have Noah back in the, our studio today. Now, Noah, the last time you were on the show was back in episode three. So it's been a while since last time you've been here. How have you been, mate? Yeah, good. You've been good. What have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. A lot of school. I've been doing a lot of school. So you do all your um, school at home, haven't you? Yeah, and I'm actually, because um, I've, with home school, you've got kind of a set amount you need to do and you can do yep. it as quickly or as slow as you want, as long as you get it done by the end of the year. Yep. So I'm actually doing two years in one and just absolutely finishing this. Wow, so you're doing two years in the one year. So what grades are you doing then? I'm doing um grade nine and grade 10, and then I'm starting an apprenticeship. Oh, nice. What are you going to do your apprenticeship in? Building. Building. Nice. That's awesome. Ethan, my hairy brother. Mate, you... I mean, <laughs> uh, for, people, for people that are listening, um, you probably won't know, but Ethan has the biggest head of hair I've ever seen on on anyone that I know personally. You're like, you see people down the street and they've got like massive dreadlocks. Um, but Ethan, you got... Yeah, you, you're my hairy brother. Bro, how have you been? Oh, it's been all right. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Today I went to, um, I went to, if you're in the, uh, Tablelands regions, I went to Apsley Falls and it was beautiful. It was absolutely amazing. But what what have you been up to today? Oh, just school, studying, doing your 11 tasters now for this week. So basically Mm. for the last four weeks of school, I'm going to be doing any subjects that I've chosen for next year. I'm going to be doing it for this year and I'm going to see if I like them or not. Mm, That'd be awesome. What subjects did you choose? I've chosen physics, ancient and modern history. Design and technology, and the core subjects, English Advance, Math Standard, and that's about it. English Advance, I'm pretty sure I was in like the lowest class. Oh, man, that's English studies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fair Uh, enough. I got a D plus in English. (laughs) I reckon I got about that too. I failed it. I was horrible. Oh, don't worry. I'm not looking too forward to seeing my report card anyway, so. School doesn't always... um, Define where you're going to go in life. You can always, you know, go further than what school says you can. That is very true. Hey, Jesus didn't go to school as per se. This is you know? true. So they they thought because you read the Bible, right? And they always say like, "How does this man know the scriptures, not having learned, like mm. having never learned?" They're just saying like, he never went to our like 
biblical school? Mm. Like, how does this guy know what he's talking about? Yeah, you know, he was just yeah. taught, but he was taught in the school of God. And there was, you know, there's some preachers today that can get up and preach an absolute cracker of a sermon mm. and never gone to a college to do theology. Yeah, they've studied, you know, they've the, Bible. studied the Bible themselves. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm, definitely. So, guys, something that, you know, we've been asking the other guests that we've had, and we haven't asked you guys, but, you know, these studies are based on Desmond Doss and his faith. So we just want to ask, when was the first time you heard of Desmond Doss? Well, my first time was I saw a trailer on YouTube. I always get all these ads or trailers that just come up on my recommended. And I didn't know he was Adventist until I was reading the record, which is a magazine that the Adventist Church publishes. I was just flipping through the pages, and I saw this one that was about a medic in World War II. And it turns out they were talking about Desmond Doss. Nice. That's really cool. How about you, Noah? When did you first hear about Desmond Doss? Yeah, um, I actually just heard about the movie and heard about this guy that was in World War Two that didn't carry a gun. And then my mum actually got the book mm-hmm. and um, started reading it, and um, I actually found out that he was an Adventist, yeah. You know, so it's actually really cool to know that, you know, this guy was part of our church and that mm. he represented the character of God in such a positive mm. way. And over the last few weeks have been going through what made him do that. You know, like, it takes a lot to go into battle without a weapon, Mm. you know, and he did that, and it was his faith that was able to make him do that. Mm. And what we've been studying is those key aspects of the Bible that built up his faith. You know, you think about some of the the soldiers in war, and you've got, you know, kamikaze soldiers Mm. on, on the Japanese, speaking of the Japanese specifically, and they would go in with the sole purpose, they knew they're going to die, but they're going in with the sole purpose to kill as many people as they can, right? You know, they're mm. running in like, but dang, bang, bang, or bomb or whatever, you know, all these things, that's their sole purpose, right? And DOS was completely other side of that, mm, you know, was. from the east to the west, that he was the opposite and he went in without a gun to save as many lives as he could. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can. Just text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888808831 and we will send you a link that'll take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So, text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y to 04888808831. Today, we're on study guide number 11 titled The Second Coming and the End of the World. Also, we've got an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Barton Shannon Millard with I Can Only Imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory One will my heart feel Will I dance for you Jesus Or in all of you be still Will I stand in your presence Or to my knees will I fall Will I sing hallelujah 
Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. When all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and you can go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. 
Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. We're about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text DOS Study. That's one word, no spaces, to 04888880831 and download study number 11, The Second Coming and the End of the World. Hey, well, let's start our study today, but before we start, we're going to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for the wise words that you've given us in your word. We just ask that everyone listening and us in the studio right now, that you just pour out your Holy Spirit, you'll give us understanding to help us to understand the things that we read and we discuss and speak through us. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Study number 11, the second coming and the end of the world. What Desmond Doss witnessed on the battlefield was horrific in every way. One of the reasons he could act with such courage in the face of almost certain death was that he was fully convinced Jesus would come again and transform our world full of sadness and death to a new world with no more sadness, pain, or death. The Bible speaks at length about Jesus' return to our earth, calling it the second coming. So what can we discover about the second coming? The second coming, it is something that is talked about so much in the Bible, and I'm really happy to look at it today. I really agree with the fact that Doss could only handle the things that he saw every day because he had hope. So many people come back from war with post-traumatic stress disorder. They come back with all these things. But Doss had a faith that he wouldn't have to worry about these things. And even though he may have suffered some of these things, he had this faith and he had this belief that Jesus would come back soon. And I'm, I'm really glad we can look at this today. Yeah, definitely. And like, Doss wasn't scared of death because he knew that there was going to be another world. And I think that's like, like James said, it's something that really held him through. You know, if there was no hope for the future, you'd be saving lives, but you would be scared of death because once you're dead, you know, what happens then? But he had faith and he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that he had hope after death. Mm, I, I agree. Like the the reason he could run into that, that gunfire is because he didn't fear death. Because he had this hope. Mm, mm. Yeah, so like uh, Noel was saying, he was saying that he was saving life. Now, Doss was a med- medic in World War II. His job was to save people. Now, just like Jesus, um, like Jesus' job was to save people, it's our job now to spread the good news of Jesus' second coming. And just like a medic, we can save those sinners so that they may be ready for Jesus' second coming. Yeah, you're right. I, I like that. We are sending that message, preparing the way for Jesus' mm. second coming. And it's interesting how Doss found courage and strength in knowing about the second coming. Yeah. You know, he knew that one day Jesus is going to come back and he's going to make all things new. You know, all this sadness, pain, and death that we have in this world, we know that one day it's going to be gone and it's never going to come back. The things that these guys went through in war, like, this mm. is just nuts, mm. right? And Doss shows that, hey, having this this strength and this courage and understanding of the second coming actually helped him. So what did Desmond Doss know about the promise of Jesus' second coming? Jesus had just shared news of his pending betrayal with his followers, saying it was going to be by one of his chosen disciples. For this context, Jesus shares news about the second coming. Question 1 says, What promises did Jesus give to his disciples? Well, we find that promise in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Man, I love this promise that Jesus gives. He is promising us here that he will come back to take us home. You know, I want to relate this to a Jewish marriage and the custom of the time. You know, where a Jewish man would leave his father's house and he would go to the young lady's house and he would uh, pay the bride price, he would talk to, her, talk to her father, and they would become married. Then, after that, the groom would then go back to his father's house, build them a dwelling place at his father's house, and then he'll come back and get his bride. In the same way, Jesus left his father's house in heaven. He came to this earth. He paid the penalty. He paid the bride price, which was his life. And he conquered death. So in paying the bride price, he is now married to his church, his people. Mm. And now, in this same context, he has gone back to his father's house to build us a house so that when he comes back, he's got somewhere to take us. Yeah, that's really insightful, Luke. Like, that's, that's exactly how the Bible puts it. Jesus is going to come back for us. And it's the exact, you know, all these Jewish things, a lot of the Jewish things, people say, oh, that was for the Jews, that was for the Jews. You know, like, we're under, we're under grace now, right? We're not under the law. But the whole, as we've looked in, in previous episodes, the law... The whole, the whole law and the prophets. So the whole Old Testament was just a, a, a predecessor or a, not a predecessor, but a precursor and, and an example of what was going to happen, what mm. Jesus was going to accomplish in his ministry. The whole sanctuary message. Mm. That is how we're saved. Not just the blood on the altar, not just, not just the sacrifice of the lamb, but the whole process is how God saves us and how he wants us to live. And yeah, that's amazing. Just that analogy you used. It is because, you know, it is a Jewish book. It was in Jewish culture. And so it is written in that. So we need to understand that culture and the things they did to actually understand the Bible. Yeah, God is, um, you know, God is so loving. You know, he loves you personally. You know, he, um, you know, it doesn't say he's going to prepare a place for everyone. It's specific. It's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, it's Mm. very personal and it makes it very special. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it is. I like what Noah said there about how it's a personal promise. Jesus promised his disciples that he will come again. And that promise is still the same for us. How will that promise be fulfilled? Question two might give us an answer. Will the second coming be a secret? Revelation 1 verse 7 says, Look, he, Jesus, is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Matthew 24 verse 27 tells us, Just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will be the coming of Jesus. Everyone sees the sun each day. And in the same way, everyone will see this event. I like this verse, uh, what this says in Revelation, because it's very straightforward. It says, it won't be a secret. It will be announced to all the world. Everyone will yeah. see God's face. And it will be like sort of like a huge party, no- noise, lights, and everything. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be one hectic party, all those flashing yeah. lights. <laughs> and nobody is going to actually miss it, because the Bible says that every eye We'll see him. This is going to be a global event. You're not going to miss the second coming of Jesus. I want to parallel this verse with something else. Right? This verse says that when Jesus comes a second time, every eye is going to see him, right? He's going to appear in the sky. Now I want to parallel this with when Jesus comes into our life. When Jesus comes into our life, every eye should see him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Like if we say Jesus has come in our lives, 
mm. and people can't see him. It's a false coming. It'd be a secret coming. You know, in First Thessalonians 4, it tells us that we're going to all meet Jesus in the air. And Matthew 24, 26 and 27 gives us a warning. It says, So if anyone tells you, there he is, out there in the wilderness, do not go out, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, this is telling us that when Jesus comes back, it's not going to be secret. And Jesus warns us that if someone says, hey, Jesus has come and he's either over in in Jerusalem or, you know, Jesus has come and he's visiting the Pope or he's visiting the President in the United States, don't believe it. That's what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that when Jesus comes, every eye will see him. If someone tells you that Jesus has come and you can't see him where you are in the sky, then it's false. Yeah, like we said, the, the second coming of Christ is not going to be a secret. You know, it says as, as lightning flashes from the east to the west, you know, everyone sees lightning. Everyone hears the thunder. You don't miss a big storm, you know. And the same way when Jesus comes, you're not going to miss it. The Bible makes this very clear, and we're going to go to a lot more verses today. But the Bible makes it very clear that this is going to be a massive event, and you're not going to miss it. Yeah, and we've been talking about how, you know, every eye will see him, and it shows that this will be a supernatural event. But um, let's go into our next question, question three, which says, Who will accompany Jesus in his second coming? Matthew twenty five thirty one says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And comes in the Greek actually means parousia, which is used in ancient writings to describe the literal arriving of a king. And, you know, it's it's so special. You know, God is coming to get us to take us home to where we really belong. It's so special. You know all those pictures that you see of, like, Jesus coming in trumpet shouts mm. and the angels, like in all those kids' books? Yeah. Yep. So that's basically how the Bible says it will be. Mm-hmm. Jesus will come on his throne and the angels will basically be in two lines with, like, trumpet sounds. And I think it's kind of a special thing. It looks pretty cool. It will be, you know, and... You know what's found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 2 and 4, it says, There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord comes down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and Mm. sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid they became like they shook and became like dead men. That's what one angel of the Lord did when he came down to roll away the stone. Imagine what it is going to do to this earth when thousands, possibly millions and billions of angels are going to be coming back to this earth. There's going to be a massive earthquake. Mm, Yeah. Revelation 8 verse 1, it says uh, there was silence in heaven for half an hour, right? Mm. And we read in Revelation that there's constantly angels that are bowing down, praising God's name. There's constantly Mm. music and praise in heaven, which means that the only reason that there'd be silence is because no one's in heaven, right? No one's there. They're all coming back. No one's there. All Christ's glory is going to be coming back with the Mm. holy angels are all going to be with him. All the angels in heaven are going to come with him, come back to the earth to pick us. You said one angel did that thing, right? One Mm. angel freaked out all those guards. They made him like dead. This is going to be all the angels of heaven. This is going to be a massive event. No one's going to miss it. Is Jesus going to come back alone? A lone prophet walking the earth? I've read online, you can find things, and they say, oh, well, you know, Christ came the second time, and he's this prophet that's walking the earth. No. 
Christ is going to come back with all his angels. He's not going to come back alone. The first time he came in a manger, but the Bible says, and Jesus says, you know, when the Son of Man comes back with all his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on his throne of glory. He's not coming back alone. He's coming back with all the glory of heaven. And I'm going to read Revelation 6, verses 14 to 17, because you said one angel, it freaked all those people out. Well, this is what it says when Christ is coming back again. Revelation 6, verses 14 to 17, it says, The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? When Jesus comes back, with all the angels with him, as king, every eye will see him. The heavens will be removed like a scroll. You know, if you've ever been in class where the teacher's got a projector screen up and it automatically, you know, climbs up and it smacks the top, the sky's going to roll back like a scroll, like that. Everyone's going to see Christ is going to come with all his holy angels. He's going to come as king to save his people from the perils of this world. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS Study. One word, no spaces, to 04 8831 And we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study. That's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y. Text that to 04 8831 Today we're on study guide 11 titled The Second Coming and the End of the World. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Hallelujah, We're Home at Last by Reggie Smith on Faith FM.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. Now, these study guides are showing us the faith behind a man called Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can. Just go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or... Go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number 11 and question 4. Question number 4 says, What warning did Jesus give the last generation concerning his second coming? Matthew 24 verse 24 tells us, For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, and if possible, even the elect. Basically, he's telling us in Matthew that false prophets and people who will perform false miracles will claim to be be Jesus. But we need to be wary of that and not believe them and wholly trust in the Lord so we may not be deceived. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be very scary times. And I think really the only way we're going to get through it, definitely the only way we're going to get through it, is if we stay submitted to Jesus and, Mm. you know, let him lead. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, Jesus says that there's going to be false messiahs, false prophets. There's going to be false signs, false wonders. They're going to see, deceive, if possible, even the elect. Mm. And the last two questions I've tried, I've been trying, and we've been trying to paint this picture that when Jesus will come back, everyone will know. You know, you're not going to miss out. This is yeah. going to be the biggest event in the universe, I reckon. Mm, and definitely. no one will be, no one will have to be told that Jesus has come back. Every eye will see him. Jesus says himself a few verses later in verses 26 and 27, he says, If anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Everyone is going to see Christ in the clouds and no one is going to miss it. And so if someone tells you that the Christ has already come or he came in secret and you've missed it, I'm sorry to tell you, but according to what the Bible says, they're wrong. Yeah, James, you're right. And, you know, it's important to note here that Jesus is saying that we don't want to take signs and wonders as evidence that these people came from God. You know, the Bible is saying that the signs and wonders are going to deceive people. The devil is going to be doing these signs and these wonders to deceive people, making them think that it is God that is doing them. Mm. And, you know, the Bible gives us tests to test these people so we know if they're from God. One test from the Old Testament is found in Isaiah 8 and verse 20, and it says to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. The law and the testimony basically means the scriptures, the entire Bible, the Old and the New Testament. So what it is telling us to do is to look at who is doing these signs and wonders and see if their teachings are the same as the Bible. If their teachings are not the same as the Bible, then there is no light in them and they are not to be believed. The second is found in Matthew 7 verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Their life will reveal the character of Jesus and the fruits of the Spirit. 
This leads us into question number five, and it says, Jesus said to look for key events that would act as a sign of his soon return. What are the signs of Jesus coming? Well, we find the answer in Matthew chapter 24 and verses 3 to 13. And this is what the Bible says. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is not is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all the nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. There is so much in these ten verses that we just read. And you might be thinking, well, we're always at war. We've always had earthquakes. We've always had famines. And you know what? You're right. But Jesus likens his coming to childbirth. And when contractions start for a woman, they start off slow and a bit uncomfortable and fair distance apart. But as the baby gets closer to birth, the contractions get more and more intense and more and more frequent. And we're seeing that the earthquakes and the famines are getting more and more frequent and intense in our time. And with all these natural disasters that are coming out closer and closer together, these are showing us that it is getting very, very close to Jesus' return. Yeah, absolutely, Luke. Jesus said before he comes back, the world's going to be a lot harsher place. And I think when we go online these days, we can actually see this in action. People are becoming increasingly more and more hostile to one another. People are becoming more and more divided over certain things. You're less allowed to believe what you want to believe. And now you're forced to believe what someone else wants. Otherwise, you know, you're kind of put in this category where you're a bigot or you're this or you're that, right? We see that the love of many around the world has grown cold. We've seen last year, um, and we're, we're seeing riots happen. We're seeing all this stuff with COVID lockdowns. People are fighting one another. Whether it's because of the new technology or not, it doesn't matter because Jesus said that it will go more and more. There's going to be less love in this world. And I've got to be honest with you, Australia was built on mateship, mm. but lately I haven't seen much mateship. No, me neither. It's a bit sad, isn't it? It is sad. It's terrible. But yet the Bible says that all these things are going to come to pass. Yeah. And we're seeing it happen. We are before our eyes. And, and it just... I guess it validates what Jesus said. Mm. And, you know, like you said, there's lots of news stuff going around. There's a lot of fake news yeah. that's going around too. So, you know, as Christians, we need to get our facts and our information from the Bible. Yeah. And if those things aren't coming from the Bible, then, you know, it's going to be harder to trust. Absolutely. So wherever you put your trust from, everyone has a place they go, this is the source of truth. Mm. You know, for a Christian, that source of truth is the Bible. Yeah. If you're not a Christian, then your source of truth isn't going to be the Bible. Yeah. 
And so for us, we want to encourage people to have the Bible as their source of truth to know what's yeah. happening. Look, look to the Bible and the Bible alone. And the Bible says, what well, we just read in Matthew 24, that this world is going to get worse and worse before yeah. Jesus comes back. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. Um, the way I sort of looked at it, I found it quite fun, is basically the world will blow up in a way. There will be wars, people constantly talking about wars. There will be hostilities between nations. There will be natural disasters. So the world will basically be off worse than it ever has been. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it says the love of most will grow cold. And it's a scary thought. You know, people are going to run out of love and compassion for each other. People are just going to be fighting. It's going to be selfish. It's going to be about me, me, me. And we're already seeing that today. And, you know, it's just going to get worse and worse. Question six says, what is another sign Jesus highlights that will take place before his return? Matthew 24.14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. It says the gospel will be preached, and we have a, a big part in that. We have a part to play in that. We need to preach the gospel. We need to be out spreading the gospel to everyone we meet. Yeah, Jesus, surprisingly enough, says that all these things will happen before he comes, but they won't be the sign of his coming. And yeah, we've got a part to play. We've got to preach mm. the gospel. Um, but I also want to put it in this light. He says that the gospel will come to all the world and everyone will have a chance to know about Jesus and the gospel and then the end will come. And to me personally, that shows God's mercy because Jesus will come back and save everyone who believes because everyone's had a chance to believe. He won't cut off anyone that hasn't heard because they didn't have the time. You know, there's people in history that obviously haven't heard. You know, and there's right. the Bible talks about, you know, kind of, we don't really know what's going to happen about them, but they're going to be judged basically about their character and about, you know, did they really believe in God at their heart? You know, did they mm. believe in the gospel? Mm. Um, but we've also got a role to play and we've got to help people to understand. We've got to help people to know. Um, and he won't cut off anyone at the end time because they haven't heard. Uh, he's waiting till everyone has heard the gospel and had a chance to accept it or reject it. And then he'll come in to save his people. Mm. It's kind of cool how he wants just everyone to have a chance. He's not giving it to specific people. He wants everyone mm. to have heard his name. And then yeah. they can choose whether they want to accept or reject. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number on your phone. 04888 That's 04888 and wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, and here are the heritage singers with The King is Coming. Oh, the marketplace is empty, no more traffic in the streets, all the builders' tools are silent, no more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors In the courtroom, no debate Work on earth is all suspended As the king comes through the gate
faces line the hallways Those whose lives have been redeemed Broken homes that he has mended Those from prison he has freed Little children and the aged Hand in hand stand all aglow Who have crippled Broken Ruined Now they're clad in garments white as snow I can hear the chariots rumble I can see the marching throng The flurry of God's trumpets Spell the end of sin and wrong Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Dos Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're at question seven. We're at question number seven, and it reads, The Bible says Jesus will come like a thief. What do you think this means? Now, the verse supplied is 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 to 3, and I'm going to read from the New International Version. It says, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying, Peace and safety. Destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Now, the Bible says Jesus will come like a thief, but this is in reference to dates and times. He says, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. You know, no one knows the hour when Christ is coming. You know, anyone that sets a date, you can say, hey, well, that's actually not right. Yeah, that's true. And so, so many people have done that, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Like they've set dates, and it hasn't come to pass. Yeah. yeah, I just want to read this from Second Peter three verse ten, and it says, "But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare." And when Christ comes, it's not going to be a secret. He's going to come as a thief mm-hmm. because we don't know the time. But he says when he comes, the heavens are going to disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Everything's going to be removed. You're going to know when Christ comes. Mm. He says about the time he's going to come as a thief. There's not going to be any secret rapturing. There's not going to be any secret Christ coming. The whole world is going to know this event. 
Yeah, and when it says a thief in the night, I think it's going to be like a thief in the night for the wicked because, you know, they're not expecting it. But the Christians and, you know, the godly, they're going to be looking out for Christ's coming. So it will be like a thief in the night, but it's kind of like a birthday party where you know they're going to surprise you with a surprise birthday party, but you don't know when it's going to be. So you're looking out for it. And, you know, for those who don't know it's a bit that it's even going to happen, it's a complete secret. And when it does happen... They have no idea. It's interesting how they use the word thief. If you look up the definition of a thief, it's basically someone who uses stealth. A thief doesn't expect you to wait for them and prepare for them to rob you. So we have to be ready. So when Jesus comes, we'll be ready to meet him. Yeah, you're right. And I totally agree with everything you guys have been saying. And if we look at the very next verse, if we look at 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 5, it says, But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. So it is saying because we are not in darkness, the coming of Jesus is not going to be like a thief to us because we are ready. However, Jesus will come like a thief to the world because they are not ready and are in darkness and will be surprised by his coming. And there are people out there that say Jesus is not coming, don't worry about it, don't listen to these Christians, they don't know what they're saying. For those people, when Jesus does come back, it's going to be like a thief to them, and they are going to be very, very surprised when Jesus returns. So how can we be ready? You know, question number eight says, how does the Bible call us to live as we wait for Jesus' return? We find the answer in Titus chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. And it says, It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. You know, this verse is telling us to say no to ungodliness and worldly possessions. It's telling us to live with self-control, to be upright and to live godly lives. And we need to be able to wait for our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, because one day, he is going to return. And it says God's people will reject ungodliness. You know, it's important to think about, do we reject ungodliness? Mm. This is talking about all ungodliness, anything that is taking us away from God. You know, we need to think about this and really apply it to our lives. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we also need to have self-control as Christians. We need mm. to live godly lives. We need to grow in our Christian journey, and we need to represent Christ while we wait for him to return. Definitely. Yeah, and um, in, in short, it's basically just we have to live like Jesus when he was on earth. He said no to sin. He was upright and holy. Now, this leads us on to question nine. Does Jesus give us any further instructions on how to be ready for his promised return? John 5 verse 24 tells us, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Jesus doesn't give a date for his return. Only instructions to watch and be ready. Jesus says very specifically, listen, now not just, yeah, okay, I can hear you, but actually listening to the words and then believing in those words. That's how you will be saved and ready for his return. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, this verse reminds me of what James chapter 1 and verse mm. 22 and 24 says. And it says this, but be doers of the word mm. and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, 
He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So for me, like I have to hear Jesus' words, and then I need to do them, put them into practice. It's like when Doss came across a wounded soldier, he would give them instructions so that he was able to be able to treat them. Now, if that soldier wouldn't listen to Desmond's instructions, then it would be harder and harder for him to treat them. In the same way, if we don't obey the words of Jesus, then it will be hard for Jesus to help us. Yeah, we need to believe in Christ and we need to know him. We need to listen to his words, do them and be ready. Yeah, we need to keep watch and be ready. And now if we look at question 10, it says, What kind of a world will Jesus ultimately establish? And Revelation 21, 3-4 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the older things have passed away. Yeah, what a wonderful thought. Jesus is going to be with us and we're going to be with him and there's going to be no more pain or mourning or crying. It's going to be such a wonderful place to be and, you know, nothing like this earth. And, you know, I think we can look forward to that when we're down here struggling with things. Yeah, I was reading something today and it talked about, you know, oh, well, it was non-Christians talking about Christians and they're saying, oh, God, God hates you because you're a sinner and all this stuff. God doesn't. Like the whole point, the whole reason God hates sin is because he knows it destroys the sinner. He knows that it is the thing that destroys them, right? And he just wants to dwell with his people. He wants to live with us, and that is what this is all coming to. He wants to live with us in a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells, where there's no more sin, there's no more curse. That's the only reason he hates sin. He doesn't hate you. He loves you with all his heart. He wants to spend eternity with you. That's best of all, because we'll be with God. It's The only th- problem is that sin separates us. So after he comes back, all this stuff, the pain, the death, the crying and losing loved ones, that will all go away. Mm, it will. And, you know, this is actually my favorite Bible verse. Yeah, this is this promise from God that says, you know, all this death, this mourning, this crying, this pain that we go through in this life, Jesus is saying, hey, one day all that will be gone. Mm. And the favorite part about it says God himself will wipe away the tears. It's not my gardening angel. It's not some Mm. other heavenly being. Mm, It is God himself that will wipe away my tears and your tears. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone. 04-888-80831. That is 04-888-80831. And wait for the code word that is coming up after the break. You're listening to Jesus is Coming Soon by the Downing Family on Faith FM. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way, build. 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that enabled him to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or go to the App Store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. The second coming is good news that can inspire you in life. Even in the middle of a battlefield, Desmond Doss knew that life on earth wasn't easy, whether he was serving in the military or not. He lost friends in battles during World War II. He was diagnosed with tuberculosis, which cost him his lung. And following his discharge from the army in 1946, he spent five years undergoing treatment for injuries and illnesses sustained in World War II. His beloved wife Dorothy passed away in 1991. But none of that changed his faith in the wonderful hope that is promised by the second coming of Jesus. 
Doss knew that this event would reunite him not only with the loved ones who he also believed in God, but also unite him with Jesus who he loved. The blessed hope paid for by Jesus' death is ours by faith in Jesus right now. By remaining faithful to him, it will be ours in reality at his coming. The second coming of Jesus for each of us is as close as our lifetime. The important question isn't, when will Jesus come? But am I right with God now? If you are, then you're ready for Jesus' return. Mm. You know, we all go through stuff that none of us are meant to. And going through life believing that one day Jesus is going to come back does not take the pain away completely. There is still pain and hurt when we lose loved ones or see other people hurt and in pain. But there is a comfort in that pain. And Doss went through a lot. And he would have felt the pain and hurt of losing loved ones and seeing people die and the horrors of war. But he had Jesus to help him through, just as we do. You know, I've been through some tough times in my life, and I don't know how I would have got through them without Jesus. Uh, it's like a dream come true, really. No crying, no pain. Man, I could jump from like a two-story building and not feel hurt at all. Well, that's a bad example, but it's a world anyone would want to live in. And that's why it's something I look forward to. Yeah, and you know, Doss went through a lot of pain, and like we talked about earlier, he got through that because he knew Jesus was coming soon, and if we focus on the fact that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going home, we can get through anything. Mm. Mm, I totally agree. As it says here, the important question isn't, when will Jesus come, but am I right with God now? If you are, then you're ready for Jesus to return. We're going to close this study off today with uh, some response questions. If you're listening on the radio and if you've downloaded the lesson today, uh, in, you'll find at the bottom it says, My Response. We would love to hear your responses. And click here is in blue. And, Luke, we always love mm. to have people's responses coming in. We and do. so if you would like to send a response, please do. That would be awesome. Um, but we're going to go through them around the room here in the studio today. Uh, the first question here, it says, I would like to learn more about Jesus' second coming. What do you guys reckon about that? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm always glad to learn something new about the second coming or about Jesus in general. Yeah, definitely. And when we study God's Word, we always get something more out of it whenever we study it more and more. No, I agree with all your answers. You know, I, I want to learn more about Jesus' second coming. And, you know, we only scratched the surface today. And, you know, we want to encourage people to study this topic more. Mm, amen. Hey, second question. It says, I am looking forward to Jesus' return. Are you guys looking forward to Jesus' return? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. I can't wait to just give Jesus this huge, big hug. Third question here, it says, I love Jesus and I'm ready for Jesus to return. Are you guys ready for Jesus to return? Yes, I love Jesus and by faith, I believe I am ready for Jesus' return. Yeah, I love Jesus and I think that through God's grace, I will be ready when he comes. Mm, me too. I, I I definitely love Jesus more than anything in this world and I am by faith ready for Jesus to return. Hey, that is so good to hear. And you know, I love Jesus is, is sometimes a thought provoking question. I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Do I love Jesus? You know, I think personally we go through struggles in our lives, but I really think we need to remember that love is not a feeling, but it's an action. And by choosing to stick with Jesus, even when we're having bad times, mm -hmm. it shows that we love Jesus. I want to just speak to anyone that's listening. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're going through something. By choosing to stick with Jesus, it shows that you love him in your heart. Mm. Let's close with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, 
I just want to thank you for the promises in your word. And I just want to pray that if there's anyone out there that is doubting their love for you, if there's anyone that's struggling, Lord, that they'll remember that love is a choice, it's not a feeling, and that they can look forward to the hope they have when you return in the clouds with all your glory, and they can have joy and peace in their hearts, Lord. We thank you for all the promises in your word. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, it's a time you've all been waiting for. It is a time for us to give you the code word for today's free offer. This week, we're giving away the book Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. This book tells a true story of Desmond Doss. This is a must-have book. It tells the true story of what Desmond did to be awarded the Medal of Honor. I have this book. I have read it. It is absolutely amazing. We have heaps of them to give away. So you can text hashtag TE10. That's hashtag TE10. Text it right now to 04888808831 to receive this amazing free offer, this true story of Desmond Doss. Join us next week for our study called A New Life. You should make the most of the gift that has been given to you, but you might ask, where do we start? Join us next week as we discover key principles that will help us not only survive this life, but to thrive in it. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on today's show, we would like to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time. 